Alright, this will be A New Beginning, Chapter 3. The Shake-Up. Upon greeting him at the door, John's father immediately assaulted him with glee. Greetings, son. How the hell are you? You had better have remembered what today is. Your old man won't forgive you if you don't, his father said rapidly. Happy, happy 64th birthday, Dad, John said, giving his father a hug. Hey, you remembered. Listen, I have burgers and margaritas all ready to go. Are you ready to sit down and celebrate, his father asked. I wish I could, Dad, but I have some bad news that both you and Mom are going to want to hear, John replied meekly. The joy quickly ran out of his father's face, having been replaced with a look of deep concern. John had seen this look on his face only a select number of times in his life. Each time he had seen it, seen it, great pain had quickly followed. His father was a caring man, too caring in fact. He would freely devote his emotions to the needs of others, often neglecting his own emotional needs in the process. If it had taken a lot of work on the part of John and his mother to convince his father to celebrate his 60 birth his 64th birthday so lavishly now when his father had finally taken the time and attention he deserved john was here ready to take it all away from him what's wrong son his father asked we had better get mom to join us before i tell you dad this well this is big a few minutes later john was sitting at the dining room table with his mother and father sitting at each end at each end of him the setup reminded John of when he was a kid. His parents were both very successful, busy people. However, they always had made sure that John was the center of their world. In the case of the dinner table, they had taken the philosophy literally, sitting John at the center while his parents occupied the head of the table on either end. John could remember many important family discussions being held this way. If nothing else, the use of this setting to share this particular news seemed appropriate. Clearing his throat nervous, nervously, John began to unravel his terrible tale. Mom, Dad, big things have been happening at work lately. I've been given a lot more responsibility, as you well know. What you and I didn't know until today was that I can't handle this responsibility. What do you mean? his mother asked in a soothing tone. His mother, despite her political career, was, was a quintessential hippie. She worshipped and researched the, word, the words of people like John Lennon and never seemed to be able to identify a fault within a person. In her eyes, everyone was perfect as is. This was a great characteristic to have in a mom when John had been very young and well-behaved. As he grew up, though, he found his, mother, his, his mother's unwavering love and trust of others to be disconcerting. As you know... I've been put in charge of monitoring the entire West Coast for risk of seismic activity. The West Coast is one of the most active areas, so this is a lot of responsibility. I thought I was on top of it. I wasn't. Mom, Dad, there's going to be a 7.8 magnitude earthquake in the Bay Area within the next 48 hours. John didn't need to explain the severity of his mistake or the grave peril that it placed he and his parents in. They knew how bad this was. They knew that a standard earthquake evacuation order was to go out a minimum of five days before the event if it was predicted to exceed a five on the Richter sale. Predicting an event of this scale this late was unheard of in modern seismology. Worse yet, it was predictive of a devastating human cost that John was ultimately responsible for responsible for. 
If John and his parents didn't find a way out of the area soon, they might end up paying for John's mistake with their lives. His father looked up at the ceiling, carefully examining the structure of the house around him. His father loved to tell John stories of when he was a lad and dreamed of owning this house. Although John was attached to this to his boyhood home, it didn't compare with his father's attachment. Sure, the house was old and probably couldn't make it through a 4.0, never mind an 8, but John's father was living in his dream home. He was, he was too blind a man to see anything but this fact, and John knew it. Look, Dad, I know you love this house. I do too, but it isn't safe here, John said in a forceful tone. This can't be your fault, John. One of your employees must have done something wrong, or maybe the equipment was faulty. Are you sure about this? It could all be a mistake, a false reading maybe, his mom said anxiously, unwilling to believe the grim reality of the impending disaster, much less the fact that John was responsible for, f for failing to protect it in time. It's no mistake, Mom. O'Malley is alerting the news organizations as we speak. I would have done it myself, but I had to warn you. I know I failed to predict this, and I can't tell you how sorry I am, nor can I express my feelings to all who will likely perish. John stammered, his throat closing up. Son, you have to know that I love you with all my heart. But you have disappointed me, his father said wistfully. Nathan, Biko, how dare you? This wasn't his fault, John's mother screamed. Appalled at John's father's apparent lack of tact, John was silent. Whatever piece of wisdom his father was preparing to impart had to be more than worthwhile. His father may be socially inept within the gen general populace, but he was damn near empathic when it came to relating with John. John knew that he needed what his father was about to give him, no matter the wrapping, but he felt fairly certain that he didn't deserve it. He could never be the fun son his fathers deserved. John, you come all the way to tell an old couple that they had better leave their dream home lest it collapse in an earthquake and kill them. You know the futility of this gesture as well as I, yet here you are trying to convince us to leave our dream home, on my birthday no less. Christ, have I taught you anything? His father asked, as if he were scolding John over not picking up his dirty socks. Dad, listen to me. Just because you're 64 and retired doesn't mean you're an expendable, inconsequential mem mem member of the populace. You are my father. I love you. I want you around, arguing with me until you pass away with one final victory. I need you and mom around. This makes you a consequential member of the populace. So get off your high horse and pack your things. I can come back with the air transport in a matter of minutes, John pleaded. John didn't know why he had chosen such a time to argue with his father. He knew it would accomplish nothing. Fuck. His father would probably rip the house down around him just to make the point. Sure, John had no right to abandon his team and duties for family. But did his father have to make such a big deal out of his right, out of this right at the moment? How could anyone earn the pride of such a stubborn figure? How could he have made such a critical error at such an important juncture? Life just wasn't fair. Quit feeling sorry for yourself, his father barked. Shit happens. I know that. Besides, this house isn't going to fall. And even if it does, you can be sure one thing 
You can be sure of one thing. Your parents died in their dream home thinking about their son that did nothing but bring them pride. Of course, this would still be the case if you were, were with your team helping them learn about the cost of failure. I know, Dad, Joan stammered, attempting to hold back tears. Stick with your team, especially after you lead them off a cliff. John's father shook his head dismissively. You can, you can say it, but you can't do it. Learn to do it, son. For God's sh sakes, shut the fuck up and learn to do it. I love you, Dad. I love you too, son. And for what it's worth, thanks for being thick enough to warn us. Now, get back to your team. I'll be, I'll be saying I told you so before you know it, his father said. I'll see if I can't give this stubborn old bugger to Oakland. Be careful, John. I love you. And know that this isn't your fault, his mother added through tears. Thanks, Mom. I love you too, John said, now unable to hold back the tears. He shared a warm embrace with his mother and gave her a soft kiss on the cheek. Ordinarily, he and his father would shake hands, maybe a hug if the moment was incredibly emotional. This time, John held out his hand, but his father called the bluff and grabbed him, and grabbed him in a hug. John knew as he left that he wouldn't see his parents again. He tried to make his hover bike go back towards San Jose and his team, but it, he wasn't that good. Sorry, Dad. I just can't shut the fuck up and learn to do it, he muttered to himself. If his parents were going to ride out the quake in the city, then so would he. If he were to die as a result, so be it. At least there would be justice in the world. Of course, his father never, would never allow him back at the family home to sit through the quake, so John made his way back to his apartment. As John circled above his block looking for a place to park, it hit. First a far-off rumble, then a roar, then a sound montage from hell, complete with ear-piercing screams, busting glass, crunching metal, cracking wood, and sizzling wires. Though he wasn't on the ground, John could tell that the quake was strong, much stronger than an eight. It was far too strong for, mo for most things built by, the, by mankind, never mind his parents' historic home. Unable to land due to the swirling combination of smoke, dust, and fog, John pointed his air, air outtake straight down at the ground and increased the throttle to max. His hover bike shot almost straight up to 1,000 meters. The sheer force of the climb nearly locked, knocked him off the bike, as was his initial intent. One, once level, though, John stopped himself. What good would it be to die here and now as a failure? There was no pride in this. If anything, it would be a disgraceful example of a definitive failure. This would be an unacceptable departure. He had to stay. He had to shut the fuck up and do it. The question was, with no parents, career, or significant, or significant other, what on earth could he possibly do?